happy, what the hell is today? Wednesday, right? Wednesday, Thursday? What is today? Today's Thursday. Happy Thursday, everyone. I usually don't do this on Thursday, so it threw me off. I usually go Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, but with the schedule this week, we had to switch it up. So happy Thursday, everyone. So this is Rob with episode number 123 of Shut Up and Grind. We're getting started a little late today, but that's okay. Tune in. Listen to uh, what we're going to share with you, and we're going to have a great episode. So today we're going to be talking about, well, like every show, we talk about you. So why do we do this? We do this because there are people out there who are just stuck in a rut. They're stuck in a, in a career that they hate. They're in a relationship that's not serving them, and they just really don't know their overall direction in life. So the purpose of this show is to highlight guests who were right where you were at some point. And they were able to get through whatever that mess was that they were going through to where they are now. And then we'll share the successes that they have now. But it's just to let you know that not everyone was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But everybody goes through stuff at some point. And so we're going to hit. So we, we share this stuff to let you know that you can get through whatever it is you got going on. And why should you listen to me? Here's a couple of reasons. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. That never gets old. I like that music. It gets me every time. It's like, yeah. All right. So I am proud to announce that my new program, Speak About Yourself Out Loud, is complete. So I did it a year ago, but I kind of spliced speaking and business, and it was kind of unclear. So I spent the last couple of months reformatting it. We took out the business stuff. It's going to be all about speaking and helping you take control of your personal stories. Because one thing that 2020 taught me when everything went virtual after after the gyms were shut down, I sat in on a lot of virtual meetings and a lot of people really suck at telling the stories. And I'm not saying that to be funny. It's just fact. Because there's so many people who are really, really bad at it. So I created a program to address that need. And it will teach you how to take the things that you've experienced and how to find the power in it, find the lesson, find the message in it, and turn it into something that can inspire other people. And if it's something that you dealt with, say, trauma-wise, it can help you heal from whatever it is that's hurting you. So I have five people beta testing it right now. And then once I get their results, we'll put it out to everyone else. So that way you'll be able to master your personal stories. So today... 
my guest, she's in the holistic health space and going through her background. I think we're going to have a really dynamic and, and inspirational conversation today. So I, I used to do this reading out their bios, but I like it better when they talk about, about themselves. So we're going to bring her in right now, Dr. Lona Cook. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I think I'm going to start setting up a separate speaker and have like a round of applause when I announce, <laughs> announce the, the, the guest. And I think that would add a nice touch to it. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. So where are you joining us from? I'm in Western Wisconsin, about an hour and a half away from Minneapolis. Yeah. Nice. I was there once. I actually went to Chicago and... I went up to Wisconsin just because I wanted to put my feet in, what's that, Lake Michigan, I believe, that, yep. that's up there, right? Yep. Yeah, so only time I've been to Wisconsin, but I do plan on going back because I want to sightsee and, and uh, all that good stuff. So what's good to see out there? Oh, well, the fall is beautiful out here, but, you know, maybe stay away when it hits December, January, February, unless you really like the cold, but it's beautiful I, right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in Rhode Island, and I hate the cold. Yeah, absolutely. Hate it. it gets cold here. So I'm not going anywhere where it's colder. <laughs> yeah, <So>. It's cold here. <laughs> yeah. So spring, summer, fall, maybe I'll check it out. There you go. <laughs> All right. So who is Lona? Oh, you told me you're going to ask that question. Like, okay, aren't we all like a million different things? Um, so yeah, depending on what story I want to tell. Um, but then watching your intro, which I agree is awesome. Um, I have to say, first of all, there's so much power in how you tell how you tell your story. So to maybe give you a snippet into who I am, I've been in, uh, I'm a chiropractor and I've been in practice 11 years, almost 12 in private practice. I'm an entrepreneur in that I've opened my practices from scratch and I have multiple practices. So I've gone through that nice. brick and mortar opening several times. Um, and I also love, I think what you love, which is helping people see that they can create whatever they want. Yes. So we do some masterminds and whatnot, and I've recently written a book that's kind of birthed me out of my comfort zone because I'm used to speaking to holistic health people in general, chiropractors and otherwise, and I realize so much of what I've learned is so applicable to anyone, even if you aren't interested in that. Um, and so I recently wrote a book using my own story as an example for breaking through and recognizing the power you do hold. So I started... Um, you know, the story at, I got held up in gunpoint in Costa Rica. I was um, out of the country. It could have happened anywhere. And it was like a metaphor for the fact that I needed a wake up call big time in my life at that point. Um, That'll do it. Yep. That was a good, um, you know, gun to the chest is a nice pause. <laughs> so, um, so from that point, and I, I say that jokingly now, but honestly, it was like such a quick thing that happened. But when I, in hindsight, look back on everything else that was happening in my life at that time, I really don't believe in coincidences. So, you know, when you learn that you hold power, you also start to witness your life externally, almost as a mirror to your internal life. Um, and it was at that point that my life started to wake up. And, it, and, and then again, it's no coincidence that like the power that I started to recognize I had then transformed my life into things I could never have dreamed about, you know, over a decade ago. So um, I hope I can share more of that with you today. But at this point, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner, I'm a healer. I love, I'm geeking out on understanding life and health and really this inner world, external world connection that we have more of the quantum aspect of life, if you will. Yes. Um, so fascinating. 
Love it. Great answer. See, I like how you said recognize the power that you had. And as you see, it says it right there above us as well. Is that's that's part of the that's the beauty of what we do. You know, because it's one thing to just do something to make money. You know, it's another thing when you actually help people have those breakthroughs. Like being in the gym, remember my first my first business coach kept telling me, you know, you're never going to grow the business if you're working in the business. Like you got to work on the business. I'm like, yeah, but I like being there when people accomplish these goals. You know, when they hit, whether it's a weight goal or whether a lifting goal or a timed goal, you know, or a run or somebody hits up a box jump PR. Like I want to be there for all of those moments. It's like, that's why I did this. You know, I didn't do this so I could sit sit at a computer and talk on the phone all day. You know, it's like, I know that that's part of it, but that's not where I belong. Like, I belong with the people. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with the speaking. It's like, I love getting up and just sharing, you know, the dirty parts of my life and just share, showing how it changed me. Mm-hmm. You know, like just how it changed everything. Like, you took that moment with you and it changed you. And now you're sharing how it changed you where you could have just played the victim role and said, Oh, I got, I got, you know, uh, held up and this happened to me. I felt this type of way, but you took that moment and you used it to propel you forward. You know, like, and that's the purpose of doing things like this. Mm -hmm. So growing up, what, what was your initial childhood dream? That's interesting. I had my, my parents are both teachers. And so I think I was like the typical kid that said whatever their parents usually did was one of the things you wanted to do. Yes. Um, so I, I remember being interested in teaching. I do. I think early on, I did have an interest in chiropractic. I thought it was really cool that our chiropractor growing up helped people with their hands. I didn't know a whole lot more about it than that at the time. Yeah. Um, but there is I do have this sense, and this is part of how I think my life has transformed in, you know, I didn't have a deep faith, if you will, growing up. My parents, you know, took us to church and whatnot. Um, But I I guess it didn't seem real to me at the time. And part of my own transformation, too, is like realizing I don't care what you call it, honestly, that you are part of something much bigger. And that if there's wisdom and intelligence in a flower and a sunflower seed and like the beautiful sacred geometry that's in it, then that's present in you, too. Um, And so that, again, wasn't something that maybe was right there when I was a kid, but it was something that as I've gotten older, I I think there were seeds planted in my childhood that allowed me to like step into that as I could start to formulate my own thoughts on that. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I, I try to preach to people in almost every aspect of life that it's just, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. So like when people join my gym, I was like, yes, you know, you're, you're joining a gym because you want to get yourself into better shape, but do it for something beyond that. Like, is there someone in your family that's maybe less healthy than you are? Mm-hmm where your journey can inspire them to want to get healthy. See, so now mm-hmm. it's bigger than you, you know? So I agree with that a hundred, a hundred percent. Like people can believe in what they want to believe in as long as you believe in something mm-hmm. and that, you know, that you have a much bigger purpose than to just wake up, go to work, you know, make sure, sure your kids are fed and then you go to sleep. You know, you yeah. do that for 60 years and then you die. Uh, <laughs> you, know what I mean? I, like, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I remember in grad school, I said that to my dad, Um, you know, I was in chiropractic school, which is honestly not that inspiring during that time. You're waking up, you're going to school, you maybe work out, you study. And um, 
I called him and I said, I said that to him, like, I'm, I'm just so bored. Like, this is what my life is right now. And, and he said to me, and this sounds bad. And he's, I've said it to him a million times. He goes, well, Lona, what do you think life is? And I was like appalled that he said that to me at the time. I was like, no, like that isn't what I don't want it to feel, you know, boring and the same every day. Yes. And so I, I remember, and this is probably one of the best things my, I credit my dad's side of the family mainly for this, but is that my parents were very much like, you know, people who allowed you to have your own thoughts and to disagree at times and, yes. um, and were free thinkers. And so, you know, I said back to him, that, that may be your life. That's not my life, which again, I know I was young and I get that we get in routines and there is an aspect of grind, you know, your name of yep. your podcast <laughs> that is important, but Again, it's, are you aligned with your passion? Are you doing it for the right reasons that there's something bigger that you're working towards versus like grinding and not being energetically connected to it? So, um, yeah, that that's big. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like when people tie success to money, I always re remind people like there are people who are filthy, filthy rich who are sitting in jail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now who have a drug problem who have an alcohol problem mm -hmm. you know have just some other type type of, of, of addiction it's like yeah they have all the money in the world but they're not fulfilled right you know it's like when you do something that's fulfilling it's just you can't put a price tag on that like mm -hmm. I had a woman at the gym uh so maybe a month ago she comes up to me she's like Rob one day I'm gonna climb that that rope I was like why not today and she said um I I uh, uh I was like all we have is today. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's all we have. The only moment we have is right now. <laughs> so, so go over to the rope and lock in and go. And, yeah. she, did, and she did it. <laughs> you know, but, but she just had it in her head that she couldn't do it. Yeah. And, there's, and there's so many, so many times I see people have, you know, I use the word great greatness, you know, but like people have greatness within them that they're suppressing because for whatever reason, they think maybe the time has passed or they need to learn something or it's not the right time. I'm like, what other time do you have? Uh, so <laughs> true. You have is now. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, you realize God. like the more that you recognize the time is now, the more that time sort of breaks down for you. You know, it's like uh, it is, you know, you go into quantum thought and they say like time isn't real. And on some level you can stretch and condense time and start to play with it almost. So <laughs> I agree with you. You put, our mind puts so many constructs in place for us that aren't necessary. Um, and they, they end up being boundaries to our growth for sure. Yes. I, I tell my kids, I have five of them. All right. I tell my kids, uh, well, I was actually driving with my, my 19 year old daughter the other day. And I said to her, I said, you know what the definition of, of maturity is? She's like, uh, yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to give you mine, right? Maturity is you have as much fun as you possibly can but know when to be serious. Mm. <laughs> it's like, like that's, that's my definition of, of maturity. You enjoy every inch of your life that you can, but when it's time to, you know, pony up and get stuff done, you, you, you know, when to flip that switch on. Cause like yeah. I'm constantly doing everything that makes me happy. Everything, you know, okay. like, like I'm no longer doing stuff that I don't want to do. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, and I'm unapologetic about it. You know, he's like, Rob, you want to come hang out? No, I don't. I'm going home. Oh, well, everyone's going. I said, no, <laughs> it's like, I just want to go home and relax. It's like mm -hmm. one of the, one of the most empowering things you can do mm -hmm. is actually safeguard your own time you know? and energy. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
when did you first become an entrepreneur? Yeah, I opened my first practice January 2010. So it would have been January 11th. Mm -hmm. (laughs) January 11th, 11th, January 20th. I think I was September of 2010 when I first started renting space. Like I started training out of my spare bedroom in my house, believe it or not. And then I moved into my garage and then to a playground. Then I finally started renting space once I had clients. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so 2010. All right, so so what what made you go into it for yourself? Well, okay, so I told you already that the like holdup happened in 2009 yes. at the end of the year. So I, I thought I was going, I live in Wisconsin, and so I thought I was moving out to California to take a job for my last externship and then starting my career in chiropractic. So I would not yes. have been starting my own practice. Well, it was like the world kind of dumped upside down on me at the time again divine intervention is all I have to look at it at this point, but I had to get out of my own way, which meaning I was like, and I talk about this somewhat in the book, but I was someone who like to a fault, if I said I was going to do something, I was going to do it and, and, and kind of like take no prisoners. So I couldn't sometimes see that I did need to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. And so Anyways, lots of things were flying in my face at the end of 2009, like that just were signs that it was not probably a great decision for me to move to California at that point. Yeah. Um, and so it took, again, all these little things and big things to happen where all of a sudden I did pause and just, I remember I was driving home after my last day in my internship in St. Paul, Minnesota. And my, the doctor I worked for at that time, she looked at me and she's like, Lona, if you need a sign that you're not supposed to do this, I'm your sign. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if it works that way. And so I'm like crying, driving down the interstate back to um, Chippewa Falls where my parents were. And I was supposed to drive out the next morning with my mom um, to California. And she looked at me and I didn't, I'm not a crier necessarily. And she was like, are we going? And I said, I don't know. And, and I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning. And I just knew like, I'm not, I am not supposed to actually go out there. So lo and behold, I find myself with, you know, three months until I graduate and I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, but clearly it might not be California anymore. So I just started looking at spaces around Uh, my area. So to see if I did open a practice, you know, I'm going to be a chiropractor quickly here, what am I going to do? So I started, I started taking interviews, because there were some chiropractors that I could work for in the area, um, and had a couple job offers, but I also started looking at space. And it was like, something shifted a I started taking some action in this other direction. And it was like the momentum started to build. So um, little signs started to show up, you know, I had a business plan I had to do for school. And the weird thing is that I actually did two business plans, which I'll get into in a second. But, um, yeah, I just started to take some action towards like, maybe this is a dream I'm supposed to do. Maybe it is supposed to happen now. So as I was looking at space and going to banks, like the first bank I went to offered me a loan, which was like not a common experience for most chiropractors at the time. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then a woman had like called, Um, and left a message that had heard that I was potentially opening a practice. And she said, I'd love to volunteer my time for free to help her. And I was like, that's so weird. And so there was these weird, um, like serendipities almost happening. And so I was like, okay, I got to start to pay attention to this because I literally a month ago was being held up at gunpoint. And now this is starting to happen. It was like, it felt like something good was unfolding. So I started to like go with that. Um, and so that's how I decided not to take the jobs in someone else's practice. And I knew ultimately I, I would probably be most happy working for myself. I was excited about the idea of creating it. 
Um, and I said I, I did two business plans. Well, I had no intention of opening multiple practices at the time. Um, but three years later, the second practice I opened was in the exact location that I had done one of the other business plans for. So uh, it's just weird how you put your mind on something and sometimes you don't even have to think about it and it starts to like gravitate towards you. So true. So mm-hmm. true. I, I tell people you, you find whatever you seek. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that simple. Like if you look for problems, you're going to find problems. <laughs> if you look so for true. opportunities, you're going to see the opportunities. Yes. But so many times the opportunities arrive when it's the right time not when you're ready for it like that's what we have to grasp as humans because there are times where opportunities will fall right in people's laps like ah you know i don't have time for that yet and again i go back to what i said earlier what other time do you have it's like the opportunity is here now it just fell from heaven into your lap and and you're pushing it away so it's good that you were able to recognize the signs when they were there because so many times some people get hit right in the face with the sign and they're like I just can't catch a break. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. a break just fell on your lap and you rejected it. <laughs> yes. No, you're so right. And and that's where I think the juxtaposition of the month before and how difficult mm. things had felt to like, I humbled myself. I found myself like making a new decision. And then all of a sudden these things that I was like, why are you offering to help me? And like, it was jaw dropping how different it felt. So it was like, I have to pay attention. This feels wildly different in my life. And I think that's why a lot of people do have breakthroughs after they go through a shit storm. You know, yeah. it's like, yep. if you're willing to look. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, there too, I mean, I'm assuming you felt your mortality as the gun was to your chest. Maybe not in the <laughs> moment, but certainly as soon as I recognized what was happening. Yeah, yeah. it was a weird experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, because where I made my shift, so I donated a kidney to my sister in 2011. And I was pretty okay with the whole with the whole thing, even though like she ended up catching a virus. This was said this was back in 2011, so we had to wait till the virus fully left her system before we could do the transplant, which took uh, almost a year and a half. So I had a long time to dwell on this, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't until two days before the surgery where I started questioning, you know, because like wherever we came from, thought it was a good idea that we had two. You yes. know, so it's like, I get it. I can live with one, but we were designed to have two. And that's just where <laughs> I started, just started questioning stuff, you know, because kidney disease run, runs in, in the family. Like she's not the only one that's needed a uh, a transplant over the years. So I just started thinking, but like, that was the one time where I, I really felt my mortality. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided like, I'm not doing anything that I don't want to do ever again. You know, then I was in a relationship at the time where her side of the family was pretty negative you know so like I hated going to events with them just because it was just one big whose life sucks worst fest you know and so I was like I'm, I stopped going to them mm-hmm. and obviously that caused strain in the relationship but I was like I'm, I'm not faking my way through life anymore like I'm not doing it like if it doesn't serve me if it doesn't serve my, my family and bring me fulfillment it's not happening mm-hmm. you know so yeah. I, I can just imagine what you were feeling in that moment yeah, well, and and that's the thing is I think you look at people who a lot of, a lot of times you put up on a pedestal you want to emulate, and and if you look at like how they set boundaries in a healthy way, right? Like what when are they willing to do things? When are they not willing to do things? What do they yes. do with their energy? What do they do with their time? What do they do with their money? Like the currencies, mm-hmm. right? Of time, energy, and money. Yeah, they're just more. Like you said, they're willing to do certain things that you're not willing, and they're willing to put lines in the sand where 
some of us need to draw some lines in the sand. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, like I said earlier, there's no there's no more important thing you can do than safeguard your time. Yeah. You know, like I'll be walking just somewhere and I'll see somebody on on a phone just arguing with someone, and it's like just hang up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right. just hang up. It's like you don't you don't have to deal with that. It's like you're at a mall or you know where say at one of the trampoline parks or something, and like this is a fun, happy place. And you're letting somebody rob you of this moment, mm-hmm. you know, with something that probably doesn't need to be handled right this second, you know. So I just don't understand how people just allow that to happen to them. Yeah, no, I, I think one of the things that has become probably the, the, the biggest thing I want to teach people is that as I like my professional teaching on like, chiropractic and the spine and the nervous system as I learned about that and that being like the energy channel of your body. And then I would like diving down the rabbit hole of trying to understand more of like, why does one person heal and another person doesn't? And clearly we are more than our physical body. So there's not only our physical part, but our soul or our spirit or our life force, whatever you want to call it. And there's clearly a connection between our mind, body and spirit and stress emotionally and mentally affects our physical body. The more I started to wrap my brain around that and understand that, that we are basically just energy emanating out from us. And somehow, you know, you and I have found each other today, like our energies interacted, you know, we're all doing this, but what we don't realize is that's where our power is, is like, if I can keep my energy channel in these higher states of love, gratitude, um, courage, willingness, um, peace, et cetera, I have far more power in my life to create what I want than if I go into fear, anger, depression, shame, grief, et cetera. That is an energy grid that you are putting out. And so we talk about law of attraction. You know, I think a lot of successful people to some extent understand law of attraction and it's like goal setting. But what we don't understand is that whether we're goal setting or not, we are walking law of attractions by the nature of the fact that we are incarnate in a physical body with a spirit. Yep. Love it. I had the author of the last law of attraction book you'll ever read. He was on my show twice and uh, we, we dug deep into that law of attraction because the people who say that they don't believe in it, like it's still happening to you. Right. (laughs) Whether you believe in it or not, you attract, like I said earlier, you find what you seek. It's, it's that simple. So so if you're someone that says, Oh, it's it's like a dark cloud is over me. Nothing ever goes right for me. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to happen to me. Like you're willing that stuff to you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's (laughs) like what your title up there, your power lies in your story, your true power. Like if you want to change your life, change how you tell your story. Yes, right. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. (laughs) Like I was saying in my uh, my monologue there about when everything everything uh, went virtual last year Mm -hmm. with with the gym clothes. I joined this mastermind group about media exposure, and oh my god, I was I was I wanted to like just gouge my ears as I was listening to everyone introduce themselves, and I was like, I I have to I have to do a speech on this. So like, this is just not good. And there are people that were very successful in, in this group. I'm like, how do you have a seven-figure business when you can't even describe what you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, you know, like if you can't describe what you do in a sentence or two, I mean, this one woman spoke for like five solid minutes. And I'm like, so what So what do you do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like after all of that, you know, yeah. so you're absolutely right. It's understanding 
understanding the lessons in the things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. That's where people miss, miss the boat. They just talk about what happened to them. Right. It's, it's like, okay, but how did you get beyond that? It's like, that's where the power lies. It's not in the what happened, it's how did you move past it? Right. Yeah, no. And and even, yeah, the, the uh, what do you want to say? Like the, did you label this as like, you were the victim, that's what you took away from it? Or mm. no, it's it was the catalyst for change in my life. And if it hasn't been the catalyst for change yet, you still can retell that story like it is. Like it's not set in stone. I think that's the other thing is we think, it's not truth if we tell it a different way. And it's like your version of the truth is your version of the truth, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I was told, you know, my, my listeners know, because this is like part of my core story. It's like I was, cold, I was told in uh, 2009, had a bad knee injury that I would never want to jump again. And so I, I could have just let that let that mm-hmm. be. But in that moment, okay, I, I got to be transparent. I cried first. You know, like I had, I had just started my, my fitness business. You know, I had said, you know, my kids were much younger then, but I was like, I have five little kids. Like, you're trying to tell me I, I won't be able to run around at the park with with my kids or play tag with them or whatever, you know? Like, I'm not going to be able to demonstrate things with, with my clients. Like, I just decided to walk away from corporate and mm-hmm. focus on what I wanted to do. And like, and now you're telling me this. And then once I got over the what was me part, I was like, he doesn't get to decide how I heal. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, mm-hmm. he, does, he doesn't have that power. You know, I was like, with all due respect, and I'm not dis- disrespecting your PhD. I said, but your PhD is about medicine. You know, your PhD is not about my ability to heal. Mm. I said, so I went game on, went game on with my physical therapy, and I, I did above and beyond what was asked of me. And when I took those first steps in, in running, I was like, I'm making a full comeback. So like I heard it at a track meet. Now, granted, it took me seven years to get the nerve to get back on the track again. But once I got back on the track, and and, and the high jump is the event where it happened. But I've been undefeated since 2016. That's awesome. You know, since 2016, and it's and I tell that story constantly because when people say, "Oh, well, you know, I was told," whoa, whoa, stop letting people tell you mm. stuff. Okay, mm. what what do you think? You know, like that's what a power is. What do you think? Because whatever, whatever you think, that's that's what's going to become fact. So I so said, just because somebody else thinks you can't do it, what do you think? Mm. You know, I know. So- I was listening to something that said a teacher should never teach a student unless they think that there's a genius inside of them. And I think mm-hmm. the same is true. Like a healer should not work with a patient unless they know full healing is inside of them. You know, it's yes. like we need more of that. That, tra- that transforms our world, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. So just unfortunately, just so many people would just believe every little thing that, that they're told. Like one of my clients, she's been pretty banged up, like ever since she started with, with me, just like hip issues, knee issues, you know? Mm-hmm. So she comes in a couple of weeks ago with a knee brace on again. I'm like, what the hell happened now? <laughs> and I, I was like, have you been seeing the, the, the same doctor and physical therapist this whole time? And she's like, yes. And have you ever considered getting a second opinion? Said there's 7 billion humans on the planet. Like you don't have to listen to just one. Mm-hmm. You know? So like I said, with, with that, with, um, with my old primary care doctor, like I had tendonitis in my knee for forever, pretty before it broke. You know, that's just mm-hmm. from track, basketball, volleyball, just, I did all high impact sports. And so Remember, I had a flare up and I went to uh, my primary care. He's like, oh, this is simple. Just stop running. And I said, I will not be coming back here. 
so you're aware. And I went and I found myself a primary care who's also a sports physician. Mm. And he's still my primary care now. I said, okay, mm-hmm. I said, I need someone who who is or was an athlete. Because mm-hmm. like you're trying to tell me Peyton Manning gets a high ankle sprain and he's, he's back out in the field in two weeks. You're trying right. to tell me I have to completely stop running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, something's wrong here. <laughs> but you advocated for yourself too, knowing yes. that you needed to do that. And that that's also a powerful message. I think people need to hear that. Yes, like, absolutely. You are your best doctor. You need to be the one in control of what happens to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So what inspired you to write your book? Uh, yeah, I think. So I wanted to take a lot of what I, you know, we've been talking about of how did I take some of this life school of hard knocks of what was working, what wasn't working, what I recognized when I was taking back my power and learning that I can change my life and I can create success and like keep uh, engaged and fulfilled in what I was creating. Like, how do I start to teach that to anyone? Um, Not just people who maybe are like, oh, I like chiropractic or, oh, I like holistic health where I had a little bit of a platform already. I wanted to use my story to go into a bigger into a bigger world. Um, and so that's why I wrote it is I was ready to share more of the good, bad and ugly. And then again, the story that I have now when I look at like, instead of why are things happening to me? Why is this happening for me? Or why is this happening through me? And what is here for me? You know, so using my own story to hopefully help people do that for themselves. Love it. Yeah, we're, we're very, very much aligned like like that. Because Years ago, I mean, it's probably still on now. I don't know. It was a blog talk radio. I had a show on there called Shut Up and Exercise. Mm-hmm. And it was never it was never my childhood dream to be a big fitness guy. You know, like I, I was always an athlete. And so when I started, so I kind of like fell into it. I started training people just for a hobby, you know, just to kind of break up the, the suck of the, the grind every day mm-hmm. just working in corporate. And so, and then it just started growing and growing. And then, like I said, it was cool watching people hit their milestones, like For regardless sure. of what they are. I was like, this is kind of cool. It's like, you know, people come, like I push them, they pay me. I'm like, this is, this is cool. Yeah. But, my, but my childhood dream has always been speaking and getting on television. Mm. You know, so this here is the, the closest thing. Cause like when you get on TV, like they kind of <laughs> own you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and at least with this, I I can control what I, what I do when I talk, when I broadcast. Like I I can control all of that. Like yeah. I don't want to be bound. Like today you're gonna be in California, and then tomorrow you're gonna be here. Then you gotta go on location for three months. Like that. No. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't I don't want all that. But but that's been my thing was speaking. So I was like I don't want to pigeonhole myself to just fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I find. I, I was saying to my clients constantly, it's like, if you want to work, you have to grind. If you want the result, you have to grind. Like I'm saying it constantly. And then when I'd have the repeat complainers, I would just tell them, listen, just shut your mouth and grind. And <laughs> yeah. I would say it constantly, just shut your mouth and grind. Like this is why you're yo-yoing because you're not focused on the mm. task at hand. Mm. And then shut up and grind was, was born because I can take that to really anything. It's like yes. I tell people craft stories for interviews you know i helped a woman create a podcast i helped someone with their branding for for their book it's like there's so many different things i just took the principles that i use to help someone lose weight and build muscle i just shifted them reworded them a little and do it, it works for any industry so absolutely true. any industry so what are your uh, biggest takeaways in the book 
Yeah, I think a lot of the what we talked about, like that life is happening through you and you're a channel essentially for your frequency that you're putting yes. out in the world. Um, and you get to change that. You get to choose the channel that you're tuned to. So mm -hmm. again, um, it's like taking this mentality of that things are random and and they're not. Um, yeah. And trying to help people see that, that, that beauty that is intricately involved in what is happening in your outer world is connected to your inner world too. Yes. Um, and, and so I think, I think sometimes what happens too is that people are like, yeah, I get that. Or yeah, you know, I think there's more to me than just my parts, but then when something catastrophic happens or, you know, that they don't want to look at, then that part of them isn't that way. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it, it's either all intelligent, it's all orchestrated or none of it is, you know <laughs> what I mean? And so, true. so I try and talk about that too, because I, I think that's what really helps us when we hit these tough patches, which that's, that's life. Like there is always going to be the next struggle that's birthing you into what's possible for yourself. Yes. Um, and so helping people see that that's where like the really juicy stuff actually is for your next transformation yeah. um, and trying to use that too. So that's one of the takeaways. Um, I talk also in there about like birth and transformation and not only just physical birth, like, um, like moms having children and the power that's in birth, but also like when you birth a business, when you birth an idea, like you, you're going to have contractions and <laughs> some pain in there. Um, and you get to go through it. Just like, you know, you said like your knee injury happened as you were birthing this new thing of like, I, yep. I, you know, and so I think sometimes what happens is like the universe or God gives us these trials essentially to be like, are you actually committed? Are you going to mm. do this? Are you ready to go? Um, so we talk about that in there. I also talk about some grief. My mom um, has had just this like wild scenario in her health evolution. And to like, you know, I think one of the toughest things that can happen to people is once you know that you are responsible for you, you also don't get to do it for someone else. Mm. And, um, and we can attach ourselves to people and then like literally like sync with them. And and so recognizing like, who are you? What is your role? And I do this with patients too, is like, I can't heal them. I am literally a facilitator, just like you can't lift the weights for the person. You can't yeah. make them fit. You can't control that. And I think in so many ways, we have to learn that lesson with our loved ones. And that's part of even what we're seeing in the world right now is like, you know, we've lost touch with the fact that the fact that just like birth is certain, death is certain, and nothing is guaranteed. But what is guaranteed is I will tell you for sure, you cannot control another person. You can do your damnedest to try, but it's yep. only going to make you miserable. So true. Um, so we talk about that in there too. Yeah, so, so, so true. I, I deal with that all the time in the gym as well. Like when you know, we have we have our our nice tight knit community like most most fit fitness places do. You know, everyone says it's like it's like family. Mm -hmm. You know, and but like I always tell tell people, you know, where were you today? Oh well, Tr Trisha couldn't come. So what the hell is that gonna do with you? <laughs> so it's like you have when you get dressed, right? Trisha's not going into your clothes, <laughs> right? You're going into your clothes. It's like you have to want this for you. Yeah. And I I actually said the other day, I said, uh, you, do you know why you're struggling? I said, because I believe in you more than you believe in you. Mm. I said, when your belief level gets to where mine is for you, that's when you're going to step step your, your game up. Because I, I pushed my people, like I pushed them hard. 
And not so I can say, yes, I'm a tough, tough trainer. It's like I push hard because life pushes hard. Mm-hmm. So everything I do within the gym, like when pe- people ask me, are you a trainer? I say, no, I say, I say, I'm a personal development coach. I said, I just use fitness as my platform. Love it. You know? Yes. Yeah, so as I'm having them push, you know, maybe a, maybe a 150 pound woman pushing a 600 pound sled, I'm talking to her along the way. You know, I said, when you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with out there, it's just like this moment. It sucks. You're covered in sweat. Your legs are burning, but you don't stop till you get to the finish line. Mm. I said, you have to take that lesson out there. Mm-hmm. Right. When you start something, see it through. Like, mm-hmm. don't just don't just do it till it hurts. It's like you got to go beyond the hurt. Like I always say in my timed rounds, anybody can do stuff for half the round. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to see who can finish the round. So I'm not interested in who quits. I said, I'm interested in who can see it all the way through. Mm. Such a like, metaphor for everything. Yep. Yes, exactly. So it's like I didn't want to be pigeonholed as just a just a trainer you know and, and for, for people who love that god bless them but i want i want to be seen as more it's like i'm helping people think better so they mm-hmm. can become better and yeah. just using my my fitness like the way i structure my classes like that's the catalyst to help them get to that other side and i've helped people through so many different things over the years as a result of that style you know, mm-hmm. so like when people people come in and say, you know, I'm not interested in your weight. I'm not interested in your measurements. It's like, I take them. But I said, but we're not going to take them again for months. We're, we're going to w- focus on performance. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to work on running around the building without stopping. If you have to stop for now, cool. But you, your first goal is to do it without stopping. I want to see how many push-ups can you do in one, one minute. And then we're going to exceed that number, then exceed that that number. And they just focus on performance day in and day out. Then when you get on the scale two months from now, you're going to be a whole different beast. You know, mm-hmm. but if you weigh in yourself every day, you know, you're going to stress yourself out. And it's the same thing in business. Like if, if you're trying to force things to happen, it's just not going to happen. Mm. You're just do, what, do what's necessary day in and day out. And six months later, you're going to be where you want to be. Yeah. Oh, so true. I was talking to a woman who is an, an entrepreneur and she's a chiropractor and, and she's had success in other areas of her life because this is her second career and she's really struggling. And I was like, what's the difference here? You know? And she's like, yeah, there's not, I'm just not applying what I know. I was like, yeah, you don't, you don't need anyone else to tell you this. You just need to go back to what made you successful when you were in the military and now do it here, you know? And I was like, is this fun anymore? And she's like, not really. And I was like, why is it not fun? And and why are you doing it if it's not fun? You know, yeah. you're the one that's making it not fun. Right. True. And it's like, again, it's like somehow we get in these things that we, it's almost like we need someone else to give us permission to kick our ass. <laughs> you know, like, it's true. Stop being that way. You get to change it. And, and like you said, like, if you stared at it, if you stared at how unfun it is every single day, it's never going to get more fun. Right. Versus exactly. like, all right, this is clearly not working. So why don't I just get radical and try something else? Because it's not going to get any worse than what it currently is. You know, it's like, I don't know. But we have to stop the rut of doing the same thing and expecting somehow it's going to like miraculously change when we're doing the same thing. You'll get a a kick kick out of this. This was probably about 10 years ago. Somebody sends me a Facebook inbox 
and <laughs> I'll never forget this. He's like, hey, man, you know, glad to see you doing well. I'm looking to lose about 10 pounds and I don't want to exercise and I don't want to change my, my diet. What do you got for me? <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I cannot help you with this. Right. <laughs> that was my only response. Like, I, I can't help you with this. Like, yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah. So but, but mm-hmm. that goes right, right with what you were mm-hmm. saying about doing the same thing and expecting something different. Like it just, right. it doesn't work that way. It's like, right. if, so- if you want to get, you have to give. That's that's a fact of life. Like you have to give if you want to get. And in the service business, as we're we're in, the more we give, the more we get. And mm-hmm. so many people don't grasp that concept. You know, they okay. think, oh, oh, well, I'm not doing anything, anything for free. I'm like, well, this is why you're struggling. <laughs> yeah. like, like this is well, why. And- if you gave more, the world will give you back more. <laughs> It's one of the universal laws, just like yes. there's law of attraction, you know, like you cannot outgive the giver. So, yes. I, you know, we talk about this sometimes when I'm working with especially newer entrepreneurs and say like, look, if if you have a business set up, hopefully one of the ways that you've set up exchange in your business is that you're accepting a monetary exchange because we've assigned a certain value to money. Otherwise, people get all elated and depressed over money because we've put all these mental constructs around it, but it's really just a form of energy exchange. And if you are all out of balance with the idea around money, all of a sudden everyone's bringing you in referrals or pie or food or whatever, because there has to be an exchange. It's universal law. But if you are weird about money because you think it's bad or evil or whatever, then it's not going to come to you probably in that form. It'll come in a different way. So you got to get your mind right around that. Otherwise it's going to be wacky. Yeah, like, <laughs> and talking with, with entrepreneurs about pricing, like I said in my uh, in my intro, I was speaking down in Atlanta about no knowing your your value, and at that event, I, I paid three thousand dollars for that weekend that weekend uh, speaker boot camp, and you know, one of the one of the instructors was was asking, "What's your value?" Mm-hmm. And like, so many people struggled with that. I was like, "We don't even know them." And we gave them three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. without even knowing who they are. It's like, but you got to step into who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I was on the other the other side of that because you know I, I dropped out of college not once, not twice, but three times, right? And uh, you're always told if you don't go to school, you know, you're gonna end up flipping burgers or pumping gas. You know, so you kind of grow up with that with that thought that thought process. And so that, that was why I tried to, to go back the other two times. But I'm like, mm-hmm. that, that's just that style of learning just doesn't work for me. You know, mm-hmm. in, in high school, I had to do it because I was on, on my sports teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, like, if you fail, then you get kicked off the sports teams and we couldn't have that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I was like, I, I did enough. I did enough to pass. <laughs> you know? So, right. But, uh, you know, so the takeaway from that is now working with with people who just think that they, they have nothing to offer the world. Mm-hmm. And that's so far from from the truth. So, like with this story, the storytelling thing I'm doing now, it's it's just taking what people have gone through, and just expanding it, and like and expanding it in ways that they didn't even know could be expanded. Like I was a guest on someone else's show, and I broke down my process to her, and she, she's like, "I also help people with speaking." She's like, "And I've never heard it broken down the way you just broke it down." You know, like, like you want to get layers and layers deep. Like I would actually love, we don't have to do it now, but to get to 
the bottom of what happened to you in Co- in Costa Rica. Like, sure. like I want to expand on that story, <laughs> you know, and like really, really get all of all of the power out of it because I'm sure there's more there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, and and I also love what you just said, like sharing that vulnerability of like I dropped out three times, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And look at where you're at now, because clearly your life was leading you in a different direction where it didn't yes. need that. And, yes. and so I think that's also part of what our stories do is like, there's so much, I think that's breaking down in our society in a good way right now of like structures that are actually not helpful anymore, mm-hmm. but they're just like accepted culturally still that, Oh, you're supposed to go to college or, you know, for some reason, the college makes you worth something more than someone else, which is somewhat of an illusion right and and I think we know that also looking at student loans and what you can make afterwards sometimes is like that doesn't that doesn't work and and so I just think people need that right now to hear as these systems start to change like oh it's okay I'm building a bridge this way because that actually that doesn't that didn't fit for me it never fit for me but I was just going through the motions because that's what I thought I was supposed to do you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I was my, my son, he's a he's a mechanic and I'm trying trying to get him to to do stuff online. You know, cuz like letting him see, okay, where you are, you're working full full time, I love it, proud of you, but they decide your worth. Mm-hmm. I said you have to create something where you decide your worth. I said you don't have to learn anything new. I said take what you're doing under the hood and videotape it. Mhm. That, that that that's it. I said, so for you doing something so simple like changing a spark plug, to you that's nothing. To someone like me, I I need a video. Right. <laughs> it's like I don't know how to do that stuff. And most people will go to go to, to YouTube. They like my my uh, washing machine broke. I'm not I'm not a handy guy. I build bodies. Like I don't build things. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I was like, let me watch this before I call the appliance guy. And I watched it, and it, it wasn't rocket science. So I was yeah. able to, to do it to do it myself. Yeah. So I'm like, see, you do that. You know, you get enough views. You can monetize the channel. And then now, while you're working on cars, that online thing is making money for you at the mm. same exact time. And anybody can do it. Everybody shops on Amazon. Most people don't know you can make money on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, you're so right. You're yeah. so right. You know, it's like, if, and like we were saying earlier about just stepping back and look for opportunities because they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. So like if anyone is struggling, it, it, it's on you because there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah, I'm 100% <laughs> behind that message. Yes. Yeah. So so what's, what's next for you? Yeah, uh, well... I, I do feel there's a couple things that are nice for me. Number one, I feel like I am stepping into, I still love chiropractic. Just like you said, I love being in the gym. Like I love adjusting people and seeing how yes. they transform that way. So I still include that in what's next for me. And I love helping people connect to so much of what we were just talking about. So um, I plan to do more speaking as well, as well as um I have a mastermind that's generally been healthcare, holistic healthcare, but we're going to open up some of the conversation in 2022 for an event that will have everyone involved. Um, Just learning some of these, to me, I think it's like natural laws of the body and not just the body, the mind, body, spirit, Um, looking at the wholeness of your life and you and your health. Um, And so trying to help people find more of that um, conversation because I think people, and and I think not everyone, but a lot of people realize like 
I don't need my healthcare siloed just in my physical body. Like I need someone that looks at my whole life and then interprets with me, helps me see what's happening in my body that might be connected to all the rest of this. Um, I think that's healthcare of the future is seeing like we're not siloed, we're not compartmentalized. So that's part of what I'm passionate about. I also, because of the chaos in the world right now, I'm very passionate about health freedom. And so I am spending probably too much time and energy on that sometimes, mm -hmm. but um, it's, it feels pressing to me right now to have like sovereignty of our bodies and what we choose to do with them. Yes. Like it. Yeah. Like it. Like it. All right. So give me, how do I word this? So give me, what's the, what's the, what's the number one topic you like to speak about? this electromagnetic energy, how your inner world and external world are connected and like the power you carry in changing your own grid, essentially, or your own frequency or your own antenna. I don't care how we talk about it. We can talk about it so many ways, but <laughs> quantum aspects of being alive and how that is kind of a mind uh, conundrum at first because you're like, but I feel separate from you, but it's like, no, we're all connected and your outer world is connected to your inner world. So I love talking about that. Awesome. See, I, I'm asking that because I'm I'm gonna connect you with a bunch bunch of people after we're done here. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yes, yes. So I have a quite because a lot a lot of the people that speak on podcasts also have their own. Mm -hmm. So a lot of of the guests I I've had on, they have their, their own shows, and uh, they cool. definitely you. benefit from talking to you. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. My pleasure. All right. So any anything else anything else you want to discuss before we break it down? No, this has been super enjoyable. I love everything that you had to say. And I think this is so pertinent, no matter what career you're in, no matter like what you want for your body and your health is like to know some of these things put you in a driver's seat versus a reaction. So I love it. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and again, I see it all, all the time. Like when people first come into the gym, they're so disconnected mm -hmm. from from everything. And I can tell right from the initial consultation, who's serious and who's, who's not, mm -hmm. you know, cause like as the, the, uh, the title says, you know, shut up and grind. So I let people know upfront what the expectations are. And it's like, if, if you, if you can't do these bare minimum, you know, it's like train three to five days a week, 10,000 steps, ha half your body weight in ounces of water. Well, I actually tell them shoot for a hundred ounces. So they get at least half their body weight. Mm -hmm. Cause no matter what I tell them, they, they fall short. So, so, so we shoot higher. Yes. So no, you're so right. I mean, that's the thing too, is a lot of these things are not, they're not difficult. And that's the part that blows my mind sometimes is like, we say the same things over and over again. I bet you, you and I say super similar things to most people. Yeah. And yet the unwillingness to do the simple things is like mind blowing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but people will go out of their way to do the stuff that's harmful for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go out mm -hmm. of their way. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm telling you as a doctor, and I see what people like write down as their like neuro, neurological issues. And like, I had a woman who was so committed to not drinking any water. I mean, I, mm. none. Like, I was like, it is a miracle that you are functioning to the degree that you are. Like, a sheer <laughs> miracle. And yet, unwilling to change that because they don't like the taste and i was like i just i can't even i can't it's sometimes. like you need it <laughs> yeah. yes. doesn't matter if you like it you need it yes it's wild <laughs> it's like if you go long enough without drinking water you will die yeah <laughs> as i'm like okay you know? i need to drink some water yeah. 
<laughs> now, this is actually the first episode where I wasn't drinking during because I left it upstairs and I, I don't want to stop once we uh once we got going. But uh, no, this has been a great great conversation. So I was actually coming in to, to shut to shut it down because like oh, well, I, I kept peeking in. <laughs> yeah, I kept pe- peeking in to see if the little box was there. I'm like, no, I'm like. And then as I was coming in, it's like maybe she thought Central Time, and yeah. now so I was coming in to shut it down. Like, oh, she's here! <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you for holding out. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, so I'm gonna do my my little close closing spiel. Don't don't log, log off yet though, because I, w- I want to get some info. Actually, I have all your info. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have all your info. All right, well, I want to give us a fi- final word. I'm just grateful. I think we all have to recognize too, we're all alive at this time for a reason. And so don't discount that like you're a miracle placed in the right place, having the thoughts that you're having and start to like lean into that. And I really mean that. Love it. And so for those who are new to the show, I don't meet the guests beforehand. So it, we were sharing a lot of the same stuff. It looked like almost rehearsed how how in sync, you know, our our thought patterns are. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Great. <laughs> All right. So thank you for joining the show. Much appreciated. And I must like, like you because I let you click that pen for the whole hour. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know it. <laughs> At one point, I was like, see, click that pen one more time. <laughs> But then we started to flow and I was able to block it out. <laughs> That's one of my few pet peeves in life. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to put these away because I don't even realize I'm doing it. <laughs> I just had to toss that in there at the end. No, thank you. That's actually really good for me to hear. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. <laughs> Bye. All right, if you're just tuning in, that was Dr. Lona. We had a great conversation this past hour talking about mind-body connection, talking about you getting out of your own way. Because if you're struggling in life, you don't have to. You don't have to. Just take ownership of where you currently are and then just do the necessary steps to get to where you want to be. And if you don't know where you want to be, get a mentor. Okay, look people up. You got me. You got a whole world of people out there at, at your fingertips. If you got one of these bad boys right right here. And just find someone that can help give you clarity on what it is you want to do and help guide you along the steps to get to where you want to be. You don't have to have anything special. You don't have to have any special skills. I started this podcast with my phone. I didn't have the green screen. I didn't have the lights. I didn't have the fancy microphone. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to get my phone and just start talking. And then now I'm booking into January. I'm booking into January. Me. You know, there are much bigger names out there that are still looking for guests for next week. And I'm, I'm booked out six months. Focus your eye on your prize and make your dreams happen. Have yourself a great day.